hunters. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Supernatural Books, The Winchesters and Prose. I'm Lane. I'm Diane. And we're going to use this a little introductory episode, of course, to introduce ourselves and a little bit about the podcast. What this is, it's kind of a spinoff. I have another podcast called Batman Books, The Dark Knight and Prose, where I go through Batman and the written word, like novels and novelizations. And uh, there's also an untapped market of some probably painfully cheesy supernatural novels out there that, you know, I think supernatural fans we'd be all all about that no matter how bad they are (laughs) supernatural fans are like doctor who fans we're just gonna take whatever whatever it is and just eat it up it's fine because they're like five million doctor who books and i'd say maybe three are actually good (laughs) (laughs) we are here for it (laughs) do i own only three no (laughs) um okay i actually set up a twitter and an email Ooh, I'm excited. So, I don't know if it's like all the caffeine because cold brews make me like fly on the ceiling. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm like super excited for this. Yay! Um, okay, so our Gmail is going to be supernaturalpros at gmail.com. And I tried to get supernatural books for the Twitter handle, but it was already taken. You bitch. You bastards. <laughs> And different uh, versions of that were already taken, so I ended up using Impala Books on okay, Twitter. Okay, but, like, we know we're coming late to the game, mm-hmm. okay? Like, there's so many amazing supernatural things out there. Yeah, but not a lot about the books. Fair enough. True. But it's just, like, we're, we're still coming pretty... We're actually coming at the finish line for Supernatural. <laughs> and, you know, because, like, we were planning this... And then we got that bomb dropped on us mm-hmm. from Jared and Jensen and Misha. Mm-hmm. Bless their hearts. I love them till they die. Or I die. One of the two. It's like a marriage mm-hmm. for me. An emotional marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, if you ever hear that, I'm not a stalker, I swear. But <laughs> Misha saying Jensen. Mm. I'll take I'll take Jensen too. He's adorable. It's like we love you all. And we're, we just, we're not being creepy about it. We're very respectful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, but, though, y'all are lovely in, in your marriages, and we're very, very happy for all of you. But, yeah, they kind of dropped that bomb on us that season 15 is the last season of Supernatural. Yeah. So. It's going to happen sooner or later, I guess. Yeah, so. but it's just like, I feel like at this point, at like where the climate is in the world and society is like it's almost like we're losing our protectors. Yeah, there's a lot of shit going on in the world. And this is not the year to drop supernatural. It's just like it's it, it just feels like every year something terrible happens. It just is so like I didn't need that on top. Yeah. It's like I I don't know if it's just getting to them too or if it's like I know it's time. Like I know in my heart it's time. That's a good number to go off on. Yeah. But, like... I mean, hell, they started in their 20s, and now they're, like, 40. (sighs) Yeah, okay, but to be fair, I also started, like, when I was 15, because I started watching it in 2005. Me and my brother watched it on the WB, because that's where it was. (laughs) Now it's the CW. I had heard of it. I didn't give it a chance until you introduced me to it a few years ago. Yeah, so like I'm I'm pretty old school fan, and you're coming into it a little newer. A little newer. You, you also introduced me to Sherlock and Benedict Cumberbatch. So ah, oh, so many good things. Yeah, you've but opened me to a whole new world. Supernatural, man. That's that's been a fandom for me almost as long as Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. 
But it's like, that got me through my teenage years. That got me through my crazy adult years. What did I do during my teenage years? It's like, I'm turning 30. That's half my life I've been watching Supernatural. Yeah, I think in my teenage years, I watched, like, some reruns of MASH. They're so cute. (laughs) I don't know what else I did. Okay, I will say, I will say Lane is my bestie, and we've been besties since college. But she is, like, what, like a decade older? Maybe. It's not, it's not, no shame. No shame at all. (laughs) I'm just saying there is a little bit of an age gap. Yeah. Not that you could tell, because we both act the same age. (laughs) Yep. But, yeah, but it's, it's going to be rough without it. Like, even though, like, I don't watch it really anymore until it hits Netflix, Mm -hmm. and, because, like, I kind of leave it to the younger generation who's finding it to, like, actually watch it on TV, because us as adults, it's like, well, we're super into it. But I also have bills to pay and some stuff to go through tonight. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not going to make it. If I, if honestly, my best days is when I can go to bed at like nine. Yeah. And I think <laughs> even like younger generations probably stream it more than anything else because yeah. it is so handy. And I love that streaming is a thing because I'm old enough to like, if you wanted to watch a show, you had to be home at that time on that day to watch it. You didn't have box set sub DVDs to, to buy if you wanted to. Like you had it, you had Thursday night at 8 o'clock, and that was all you had. And so if you had plans or a hot date, you had to choose. Sophie's choice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but yeah, Supernatural, man. I moved here in 2005, Mm -hmm. my junior year of high school. So it was like during a move for my junior year of high school. I had no friends except for the Winchesters. They were like my only friends. They were the only show me and my brother would agree on because he loved it too. Mm Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, my fiance, Ian, I, we're in a long distance relationship. Um, hopefully in the next few months, he'll be moving here from England and we'll actually be able to watch shows together. But for right now, for the past four and a half years, we use the, um, it's kind of like Skype, but it's called Rabbit and you can watch TV or movies on, on it together. We started watching Supernatural um, probably six months before my mom died. Yeah. If not longer. So that's that's over four years, and we're only up to season 11. And this is basically watching two episodes a week for that long. Unlike the rest of us who consume a season in a week. Yeah. If I had my way, I would just kind of, all right, Ian, yeah. sit down on the couch. You got your you got a drink, got a blankie, we got a cat in our lap. Okay, buckle in, because we're going to watch this season in... A sitting. I just, I don't think people understand really the impact this is going to have on television because this is like the last of those shows that you can kind of just do whatever you want because mm-hmm. you have a, a strong enough fan base that they're just going to stand by you through, you know, the, the Leviathans and the vampires and like all this crazy stuff. It's like, oh, hey, look, now it's God. Okay. We got through season 10 and we'll, we're still here. We're like, there's loyal. been like time traveling Nazis. And, yeah. Like, it's just crazy stuff. And it's just like, that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying it won't in the future. Well, but- media is a lot different now. It's a lot more socially conscious, which is good. But yeah. it's also kind of inhibitive towards creativity. And even you can kind of see some of that change in social consciousness in Supernatural, like in the first couple seasons. Very dude bro. Yeah, very dude bro. Um, if someone, if there was a gay character, you know, sometimes Dean would make a gay joke. You know, nothing mean spirited, but you could tell that he's just, you know, he was just kind of making it a joke of it. And later on, 
if there was a gay character or something like that, it, uh, eventually uh, Dean, I'm thinking of like the fan convention one, uh-huh. and uh, oh, where like it was like a couple, right? Yeah, and and then <laughs> uh, Dean was like, oh. Okay, cool. You know, he was, you could tell he was a little uncomfortable, but he was like, okay, I'm going to support this. Yeah. Like, uncomfortable in a way, not that he was against it, just that he's not around it. So he was just like, oh, how do I act? I don't know. I'm, I'm a goofball. So I would, I would also like to think that when Misha was introduced in, what was it, season four, uh-huh. a lot of the dynamic changed. Because, mm-hmm. like, come on, you know, everyone knows they're playing it as a couple. And we'll never get the satisfaction because that's just how these writers are. And I love the writers. I do. Mm-hmm. But... God, they're such cock teases. So bad. And it's <laughs> never going to happen because, like, as much as I'd love it to happen, I know in my heart it's not going to happen. Yeah. One of, I, you've probably listened to it also, but one of my very favorite Supernatural podcasts, and I'll give a shout out to Jeremy and Chris on Monster of the Week. And uh, Jeremy... He was talking about, like, how when he first watched Supernatural and he heard about the Destiel stuff, he's like, man, you guys are just trying to uh, put something there that's not there. And now, as they're doing this podcast, he's like, how did I not see it before? It's right there! (laughs) It's it's so there. It's all there. And it's like, you know what? If they want to do the pure love angle, I'll let it happen. Yeah. I'll just let it happen because every Supernatural fan knows. They just know. Yeah. So I don't know if we need to really see it. Yeah. Because we all know. We already see it in here. So much fan fiction. <laughs> and I will tell you guys, these books are glorified fan fiction. They just got published. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's basically any time an author either writes a novelization or, especially in cases like this first book, uses licensed characters to write the standalone novel, it is fan fiction. They're fans of these shows and they're writing a story that got approved and licensed and all that. So I would just, I would hope to see the writing styles of these authors evolve as time goes on mm-hmm. because I do, I do feel like writers in today's generation, we've upped our game mm-hmm. because there is so much competition <laughs> out there when it comes to being a creative. Mm-hmm. That, that being said, how the fuck did the Fifty Shades series get published? Mm hmm. <laughs> Nope, 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 nope. Not going there. <laughs> Not going there, because that's a whole other kind of podcast. <laughs> that's an episode in itself. Uh-huh. But um, I do feel like we, like, at least of fan fiction creators, I have read some serious A-list stuff mm-hmm. from people who it's just their passion. Yeah. And so I'd like to think that people actually being paid to write fan fiction mm-hmm. have upped their game because the competition is insane. Yeah. We got to think. Okay. 2005, 2006. The book takes place in 2006. Mm-hmm. So we got to put ourselves in the mindset of 2006. Flip zones are still a thing. The internet's not as big as it is now, surprisingly. It's there. But, like, I didn't get Facebook till college. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you had to have a college email address to get into Facebook once upon a time. Hey, when I was uh, 19, I remember I'd come home from college, get the computer started, and then finish getting, like, kind of changed into house clothes and stuff. Because it would take a full 20 minutes for it to connect on the telephone line and load up ICQ. So, I mean, I'm showing my age, but yeah. It was a simpler time. There's still a lot of GeoCities. Yeah. <laughs> and <crawler>. live journals. <laughs> hey, I still have live journal. Okay, well, that's because you're old. <laughs> it, the, the blog is different than social media. It's my online journal. Anyway, go ahead. But, yeah, I have a WordPress. I am terrible at updating, mm-hmm. but... 
So it's just it was a different time, mm-hmm. a simpler time. I won't say a better time, but it was a simpler time. Yeah. So a little bit on the format of the show, we're going to be doing deep dives into one book at a time. And basically, I consider like a book is a season. And we're going to try to go in chronological order. But we're following like the, um, chronological, the official yeah. book series. Chronological order, not publishing order. Right. But basically, we're a book club. Yeah. We're a glorified book club. Glorified book club. So that being said, the first book chronologically is Nevermore by Keith R.A. DeCandido. I checked out its ratings. On Amazon, out of 179 ratings, it has 4.1 out of 5 stars. And on Goodreads, it has 3.87 out of 5 out of 5,029 ratings. So, a, a solid a solid score, I think. Not bad. I think I'll use this episode to tell about the author. So let me pull up his stuff. I took some notes on him. We should also kind of get into the mindset of, like, what season we're actually in here. Yeah. It's almost like you have to erase everything you know is going to happen. Yeah. So like, we're going to try to get the spoilers to it. This is back when they were babies. Yeah. Like, they're so little. Back when they thought Jared was <laughs> going to be the star of the show. They still light in their eyes. It was so They still funny. had hope. Oh, my God. <laughs> So do we want to say now, like, where in the series... We should just kind of do a little bit of going over probably the author and then get into the mindset of the series and just kind of see what we're going to do with it. Because I know there's, like, a lot of side stuff. We're probably going to get into it a little more than a regular book club. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the fan base is so involved, I feel like we should just do it justice and be just as nerdy, fangirly involved. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So about the author... And I'll post links on the show notes to uh, his website and to the Wikipedia page, things like that. So Keith Robert Andreasi de Candido was born April 18th, 1969 in Bronx, New York. Same age as my mom. So as of this recording, in four days, he'll be turning 50. So happy birthday, Mr. De Candido. I'm going to have trouble with your name. Just by going by his picture on Wikipedia, he looks like someone like we'd hang out with. Probably. Did you see his picture? <laughs> I can actually picture him in my head, and it'll most likely be 100% correct. Here, I got I got it. I got to We got to do this now. Here, look at this. Yep. That's about what I thought. Long hair, big cheesy grin. So after graduating Fordham University, he worked as an editor at several publishing companies. He's written books for Star Trek, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Doctor Who, Supernatural, of course, Stargate SG-1, Sleepy Hollow, Farscape, and Leverage. He's also written some comic books of Spider-Man and X-Men. He's written for the movie Cars and Serenity. And some of his and some of his own book creations include a 2004 novel called Dragon Precinct, which is, listen, a high fantasy police procedural. It sounds like that, and now I need it in my life. I know! <laughs> and I put on my notes, I think I need to read this immediately. I just pictured a dragon in a cop costume. I know it's a uniform, but at that point it's a costume. <laughs> Maybe they can use the dragon for interrogation. Oh my gosh. I need this book. I'm picturing like a Slytherin crest almost. Mm-hmm. Instead of like the shield, yeah. Yeah. Let's see how he describes himself in his own words. And this is from his bio page, which he's titled, Who is this Keith R.A. Dickendito fella? I will say I love most author bio pages because Lane and I are both writers. And whenever asked for that blank mind, I no hate, idea what to say. I hate writing I hate these. it so much. Like I recently had to write a 50 word author bio for Glass Enclosures because I'm getting a little short piece 
published in there, and uh, I hate it. So here's his words. I'm an author of more than 50 novels, more than 60 short stories, a mess of comic books, and a ton of nonfiction. The fiction is both more than 30 different licensed universes, as well as my own original stuff. I'm also a black belt in karate. I regularly teach classes to kids and adults, including a couple after-school programs." Unquote. He's also been active in some bands and podcasts. So yeah, I like him. He seems uh, nerdy and he seems like he would fit in well with my group of friends. So uh, Mr. DeCandido, if you're listening to this, you can join our club. Yeah, join our book club. Yeah. We're reading your book. Yay! But yeah, it's going to be cool. Yeah. And then to kind of set in the, the supernatural world where this book takes place, there's a little uh, historian's note, and it takes place... It is right after Crossword Blues. Cross, a great of episode. Season two. Mm-hmm. And before Crotoan. Okay. You guys, we're back... Back in 2006, season two, put your mindset there. Two little babies that call themselves Winchesters. This is after their dads died. Mm-hmm. And they're lo- still looking for Azazel because that's still a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's right after Crossroads Blues, which is honestly one of the most iconic, to me at least, mm-hmm. supernatural episodes. Because it's got amazing jazz music. Mm-hmm. And it introduces the idea episode. of the Crossroads Demon. Which becomes, everyone knows, becomes a huge thing later on. The Hellhounds are fucking terrifying. Yeah, it's like, it's the first introduction to that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, you know, before Crowley. Which I can't believe is a the thing. The Dark Ages before Crowley. <laughs> before Crowley. Before, before like, all the angels, demons thing, really. This is back when, like, maybe a demon every once in a while. But it was, like, that was, like, the big thing. Yeah. Now it's, like, uh, king of hell. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, yeah, Crossroad Blues. You know, everyone knows it takes place where uh, Sam and Dean, it, first of all, it starts out amazingly with... Like, some kind of blues, jazz house back in, what, like, the 40s? 30s or 40s. It was great. 1930. Mississippi, 1930. Oh, it's beautiful. And actually, like, another podcast said that this singer, even though I love music, I'm horrible at keeping track of true things, but this singer, songwriter. His name is Robert Johnson, and he wrote and sang the music. Yeah, he's a real dude, and he died mysteriously. Mr. Johnson, A plus work. Yeah. But it's just like, so that happens. They're looking into it. There's a lot of people. Everyone remembers like the really heartbreaking artist that we find later on who is like holed up hiding from the hellhounds Mm -hmm. with his amazing work. And he, you know, you kind of see the cons of making a deal with the devil for sure. Like that, the levity that we have now when it comes to this stuff, like you got to remember back then they were really trying to push for there are consequences to your actions. Now it's a little more like, eh, they're going to show up eventually. They mm-hmm. died. They'll be back. That kind of stuff. But this was like very much heartbreaking things happen to people who mess with this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it just is all bad. But that's when the hellhounds come in. And yeah, so basically Sam and Dean are like, you know, talking about what's going on with their dad and how he died and being taunted about Azazel and Dean's starting to like cook up a really bad idea. One of Dean's, I won't say his first, but one of Dean's many bad ideas. <laughs> yeah. At least he's consistent. Oh, bless their hearts. So pretty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Winchester is not known for a solid idea, but we love them. Yeah. Well, we're also going to do like a little bonus episode, I think per book, per season, mm-hmm. where we're like, we are calling all hunters. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm not going to try and dumb it down, but we are going to go into the actual lore of the monster of the week, basically. Yes. Because I'm super excited about that. That's the thing I do. Um, just in my own free time. I'm not saying I'm actually a hunter, because those aren't real. Okay? <laughs> right? Right. We're going to just... Those the, aren't real. There, You take that back. What are you talking about? <laughs> what? But, no. So... I am a mythology lore buff, and mm-hmm. I also am a quote-unquote lore buff because I love Aaron Mankey's podcast, Lore. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's like, I do like looking into that stuff, and so we're going to have a special episode every season where it's, you know, hey, hunters, put your thinking caps on. Where did this come from? Mm-hmm. Because, we, we can call it the Dad's Journal episode. Yeah. But it's also really good because, you know, we're going we're gonna to take a little time to actually put in the work here because... If a lot of people don't know, but a lot of stuff they use in the show Supernatural, they're real things. Mm-hmm. They do their homework. You know, I come from like more of like a pagany background, and so like there's a lot of stuff, the salt and stuff like that. That works. That's stuff you use mm-hmm. in those situations with trying to get a ghost out of your house. Yeah. <laughs> not, I'm not saying fill a shotgun full of rock salt and shoot no, what cool you idea. think is a ghost. That's cool though, because it's not a ghost. It's probably your neighbor in the middle of the night, <laughs> and now you've just committed a crime. <laughs> the, the, the rock salt probably won't kill them. You just, but you it's know, still a crime. Yeah. <laughs> Well, hey, if, if they're trespassing or, you know... Mm-hmm. If they're, okay. They're coming right for us! Yeah, cool. try to explain it. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> also, give up the salt lines because they end up always end up getting blown away or scratched away or something. Yeah. Or, like, you know, put it in a hula hoop. Oh, yeah. That's, like, the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. That, that gift is amazing. <laughs> Just hula hoop your way through the ghost. You'll be fine. Come on, Sammy. <laughs> All right. So, anything else we want to add on this introductory episode? My cat is clawing the shit on my leg. Stop it, Sam. <laughs> Jamie Sam. Oh, and he's not named after Sam Winchester. He just he he. Everyone has a pet named Sam. Okay, yeah, he it's just, a very common pet name. He just looks like a Sam. All right. So, until next time, hunters. We'll see you at the crossroads. How's that for a tagline? No, it's awful. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. What do you got better? Um. No. See you at the roadhouse. Well, yeah, but it's like to me, it makes me a little sad just because like a lot of stuff we're using. It's gone. Uh, it'll never be gone. It's gone. In our hearts, it's always there. It's gone. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Bye. <laughs> I got to keep moving. I got to keep moving. Blue's falling down like hail. Blue's falling down like hail.
the old place I go. Mm-hmm.